0: Today Today
1: Today
0: Today with Jeff Vines.
1: Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app Audio on demand from Vision Christian
0: Media Foundations
1: Yes, we will get glimpses of who God is and we can get an understanding of Him but it comes down to how you view His Word You either take God at His Word or you take men at their Word and which one fails.
0: Foundations: Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program we began looking at how God is undefinable and how the pagan gods are not only many but have always been defined by their names. They were a product of uh, human need, I guess. But uh, God is so much bigger than that. He has so many names, so many attributes, but he really is in many ways undefinable.
1: He absolutely is. And I think that he presented himself that way to make his children understand that while he would reveal himself through his power, through his attributes, through his faithfulness and through how, you know, each step he would reveal himself In a particular way, again, be it as a father, as a powerful God, as a husband. But he was always going to be just beyond their capacity Mm. to define him. And I think that was important. Remember when they came out of Egypt, they had 400 years of slavery under the Egyptians. But I'm not sure how many years it was before that where they were surrounded by the paganness of Egypt. They had a lot of unlearning Mm. to do and relearning about God. And again, we were in the previous program looking at the pagan gods of the ancient world and how basically they were an invention by the people themselves to meet whatever their need was. If they were going to go to war, then they suddenly needed to get focused on worshipping a god of war who'd give them victory. And if a young woman was struggling to fall pregnant, then she would, you know, worship a goddess of fertility. Um, A doctor wanted to be good at medicine, so he would worship gods of medicine. Or if you were sick, you'd go and worship at the temple Mm. of um, Asclepian or something like that, hoping that this god would favor you with healing. So depending on what your need was determined which God you would worship. But what do you do if you are a Hebrew and God says, you come to me and me alone, there are no other gods and I am the only God that there is. You come to me for procreation, for healing, for provision, for victory, for success, for... Prosperity for your harvests. You have to come to me for everything. That's a fairly big God. Mm. Well, not even fairly big. That's a <laughs> massive God. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to just go through it because, I mean, okay, God is indescribable, but I just kind of wanted to do a little bit of a description of what our God is like. God has, he hasn't proved himself through scientific rationale or philosoph- philosophical argument. But rather God has revealed who he is by redeeming his people from slavery, by feeding them miraculously with manna from heaven, by protecting them from their enemies, by parting the waters of the Red Sea and then the Jordan, by driving out their enemies that were in the promised land, by judging and disciplining them when they had sinned and rebelled, then by dispersing them among the nations and bringing them home again after being in exile in Babylon. Then by taking on human form, he actually became one of them, Mm. lived among them and then died in their place to pay for their sin. Then he rose from the dead, crushing sin and death, finally once and for all, then ascended into heaven, sending his spirit then to reside in the hearts of all those who love and know him and put their faith and trust in him. He has then been leading, guiding and directing his children for the past 2,000 years by his spirit, sustaining and strengthening him, spreading his word right across the globe. And then his ancient people that were dispersed around the world a second time, he is now bringing back just as he promised to reestablish them in their own land after 2,000 years and is now removing the blindness from their eyes to prove that he is their Messiah. Mm. Systematically, that blindness... I mean, that is how amazing he is. Now, in all of those attributes there, there are a plethora of names that we have for him. And we might actually look at some of his names in in future programs on foundations. But you can't define God by a philosophical argument. You just can't do it. That's why he described himself as, I am that I am. And there's a, a beautiful verse... In Revelation four eight, and I I would actually like you to read that if you wouldn't mind.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, it says, uh, And the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within, and day and night they do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty who was and who is and who is to come.
1: Now, again, that is a God you can't define, because if you look at the the pagan gods of the ancient world, they actually had time frames on their existence. They had beginnings and origins. They had parentage of this God came from the union Mm. of that God and the other God and not our God. We're talking about a God who was, who is, and who is to come, who's always been. It doesn't make sense to the Greek philosophical mindset that we have. Mm. So if there's no greater explanation, as limited as it is, than this because our God is undefinable. And I know that there is something that drives us within our mindset. Again, this is Greek mindset. We've got 2,000 years of Greek philosophical underpinning in our society to try to unlearn to then get our head around a Hebrew
0: God. Because oftentimes the the number one question will be, well, where did God come from? Who made God? All those sorts of questions that people will typically ask when they're exploring the Christian faith. And that's what you're saying, this sort of Greek thought that really frames all those questions.
1: But if I said to you, okay, God started at such and such a point, you kind of go, oh, that kind of reduces his divinity a bit, (laughs) doesn't it? If he actually started somewhere, he's not really God. Therefore, the fact that he doesn't have a beginning and he's never going to have an end, and he always was, actually is the evidence that he's God.
0: And he's outside of time. He created time, which is what we live in.
1: Exactly. So here's the thing. Can you define God? No. But can you know God? Yeah. But I've discovered that the more I learn about God, the more I realize I actually know nothing Mm. about God. And then when you do a study of what his names mean, there are so many names when you look at those and you – it's like, you know, it's like a um, a diamond. You look at the facets on a yeah. diamond and together it makes something absolutely beautiful. But each particular facet is a different element to that diamond. Or the, the other, and again, you know, analogy is that if you've got three blind men and each one is touching a different part of an elephant – one's holding the trunk and said, "Well, what is a what is an elephant? Well, it's like a long hose." And one of them is touching its tail and it says, "Well, actually no, it's like a piece of string with mm. fur on the end yep. of it." And the other one's touching the side of it and says, "No, actually an elephant's like a wall." They're only seeing a tiny weeny little representation of the elephant, but as a, they're each of them are right, but they're completely inadequate because the elephant is so much bigger than mm. their direct perception. And that is our God. Now God has chosen to reveal himself in a particular way and he's He's chosen to reveal himself in his word. Now if you don't have an understanding that his word is absolutely rock solid sure and true, reliable and trustworthy, then when somebody comes along and says, no God is not like that, he's like this, or God is a God of love he would never judge we've talked about that as well well guess what no he does judge and when he does judge he's right to judge Mm. but God is a God who is only ever forgiving yeah that's true but there comes a time sometimes when mankind is beyond and therefore God will condemn as well God is a God of love but he's also a God of hate because he loves so intensely he also hates intensely Mm. The opposite of what he loves. Life is sacred, therefore, he hates murder and death. And so, therefore, yes, we will get glimpses of who God is and we can get an understanding of him. But it comes down to how you view his word, it comes down to the trustworthiness of his word. You either take God at his word or you take men at their word, and which one fails? You know, sometimes people say, Well, I read this book. Oh, okay, you read a book, but it was written by a man. Yes, it was written by a man, a failing sinful man, mm. a nice man he might be, but still a fallen sinful man. And then we say, well, I can't believe the Bible because it was written by men who are also Sinful, but if you take the entirety of the Word of God and the reliability of it and the fact that it was breathed out by God's Spirit and that over thousands of years by multiple authors, every single one of those books complements perfectly each other. God's Word is absolutely that. It is God's Word. When you understand God's Word is absolutely perfect, Then you get your picture. You can't get a definition of God because he's undefinable. But you get a much broader understanding of how wide and big and glorious and wise and magnificent and powerful and true and honest and faithful and all of those other adjectives that are not quite adequate. That's our God.
0: Well, it certainly is what uh, makes him God and what makes him undefinable at the same time. It's an uh, interesting uh, study, and you can see a lot more of the, the notes on that on the website vision.org.au slash foundations. Well, in our next program, we'll learn what Christ means. Next time on Foundations.